Church said amen. I want to read verse 46 of chapter 19. Thank God for our choir. Verse 46 of chapter 19 says, It is written to them, My house will be called a house of prayer. Amen. This Palm Sunday, I just want to talk about a house of prayer. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. We look to you, God. In Jesus' name. Your words, my mouth. Amen. Prayer makes a difference. Praying to God makes a difference. Going to God in prayer makes a difference. I don't know who I'm talking to on this Lord's Day morning, but those of us who have been walking with God and know something about the practice of prayer can testify in some way, shape, and form at some time and season in your life, you've experienced the difference that prayer can and does make. Prayer can be the difference between deliverance and discouragement. Prayer can be the difference between clarity and confusion. Prayer can be the difference between breaking through and breaking down. Prayer can be the difference between fulfillment and frustration. Prayer can be the difference between understanding and unbelief. Prayer can be the difference between maturity and mess. Prayer can be the difference between growing closer to God or just staying stuck in our stuff. Prayer can be the difference between a miracle and misery. Prayer can be the difference between being a victor and a victim. Prayer can be the difference between being in the will of God and getting in the way of God. For those of us who have walked with God and who practice prayer not just in emergencies, but make prayer a part of our lifestyle, we can testify that prayer can and does make a difference. Let me pause parenthetically to teach an important lesson about the power of prayer, lest we misunderstand 
what prayer really is and the dynamic of prayer before I proceed into the message. Prayer is not pressing Amazon Prime to get what we want from God. Prayer is not putting a dollar into a Coke or Pepsi machine and placing an order for Coke Zero Cherry Coke or the new kind of Pepsi and you getting immediately what you want because God is at our beck and call. Living in America has ruined our understanding of God. Too many cases, Dr. Johnson, we bring a capitalistic mindset to our relationship with God and think we can order what we want, when we want, how we want it. And if we don't get it, we turn our back on God because we treat God like Jeff Bezos at Amazon Prime or like Kroger or Chick-fil-A where we can place an order. And if we don't get what we want, we turn our back because God has not lived up to what we thought of God. But let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. God is sovereign. And I wish I had some real folk here on this Sunday morning to testify if you received everything you prayed for, help me preach this Holy Ghost, you wouldn't be alive, you wouldn't be in your right mind, you wouldn't have joy, you wouldn't be happy, you wouldn't be in the will of God, you wouldn't be in church right now. Across the journey, can I preach this to the real folk? I done prayed and asked God to do some crazy crazy stuff. And thank God, can I preach this? That God said no. That God said, no, you ain't ready yet. I'm getting you ready. Can I preach this? Unless we think God does not love us, trust God. Wait on God. Understand who God is in comparison to who we are. And if we comprehend and digest who God is versus who we are, the sovereign nature of God and how God's timing is better than our timing and how God's will is better than our will, then we'll understand that prayer can and does make a difference. According to this text, Jesus reaffirms the significance and importance of prayer. This is Holy Week. He's already made his way into the holy city of Jerusalem where they've cried, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Having had this mountaintop experience, now makes his way into the holy place of worship. He makes his way into the holy place of worship. He discovers that the people of God who should be praying and interceding and fasting and seeking God have turned the place of worship and spirituality into a commercial enterprise. They are selling doves and other items for the purpose of sacrifice. 
I wish I had time to teach it because so many of us have misinterpreted this particular text because of our own stinginess. Preach, pastor. Want something for nothing. As if the church operates on good looks. No. What they were doing is exploiting the people of God who had less so they could profit more. The issue was not selling or exchanging goods and resources. The issue was exploitation. Jesus says, you've turned my house into a den of robbers. My house ought to be a house of prayer. Jesus is quoting this text, Reverend Gale, in Isaiah, where he reaffirms and reminds the people of God that as a part of God's house, we ought to make prayer a priority. If we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and members of a place of worship, then prayer ought to be a priority in what we do. Jesus chastises and disciplines the people of God by turning over the tables and saying, my house ought to be a house of prayer. And on this Palm Sunday 2023, Watch Chapel ought to be a house of prayer. As we gather on Sunday, wake up Monday through Saturday, we ought to be praying for the house of God. We ought to be people of prayer if we're members of the church, disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Prayer ought to be a priority in our lives. Someone who's been pastoring 25 years of my life, I question and wonder if the church is really a house of prayer. This is not an anti-church sermon. Nobody loves the church more than me. The church does great things and good things that we never get credit for as the people of God, but I still question and wonder, are we a house of prayer? We do great things to advance the kingdom of God, represent Christ in the world, and strengthen the church, but I wonder and question, are we a house of prayer? We advocate and anoint, we bless and build, but I wonder, are we a house of prayer? We dream, disciple, encourage, and evangelize, but I wonder if we are a house of prayer. We fight injustice and fellowship one with another. We liberate and laugh, but I wonder, are we a house of prayer? We reach, revive, and renew, but I wonder, are we a house of prayer? We teach the gospel, transform lives, praise, and preach, but I wonder, are we a house of prayer? We worship and witness. We heal the sick, raise the dead. We visit prisons. We visit the sick, but I wonder, are we a house of prayer? Are we really? A house of prayer. I'm not saying we are, nor am I saying we ain't. 
But I'm raising the question, are we a house of prayer? Or more significantly, can I preach this? What is it going to take for us to become a house of prayer? Jesus says we ought to be a house of prayer. And let me preach this to somebody who needs to hear it. Lest you think house of prayer just refers to 3703 Tryon Road. Where you live ought to be a house of prayer. Your apartment, your condo ought to be a house of prayer. Wherever you live as a man or woman of God ought to be transformed into a house of prayer. Can I preach this? In too many cases, we think it's the church's job to pray. No, we are the church. Don't confuse a building with people. A building is a place of worship. A building is a resource. We are the church. We are the people of God. And can I preach this to the folk who really need to hear it? Sometimes we want to delegate spirituality as if we don't own spirituality. I can't tell me how much it annoys me to hear the excuse if prayer was still in school, we wouldn't have this, we wouldn't have that. Ain't nobody stopping you from praying, brother. Ain't nobody stopping you from praying, sister. We got to teach our children to call on the name of God. And let me be real, I don't want everybody praying over my child. I want everybody praying over me. Can I preach this? We, we become a house of prayer. We become, can I, let, me, let, me, let me give it to you. And we, we become a house of prayer when we embrace prayer as essential. Yeah. Prayer is an essential activity. Prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer. And church, I've been pastoring 25 years, and there's some stuff we need, some stuff we don't need. Some of y'all going to get mad, but prayer is essential. I don't know if the willing workers or busy bees are essential. I don't know if a $100 line, a $50 line, a $1,000 line is essential. I don't know if white on the Lord's day and Black and blue are essential, but prayer is essential. I don't, I don't know if Tom Thumb weddings and Easter dramas and Christmas presentations are essential, but prayer is essential. I, I don't know if LED screens and camera lights and action are essential, but prayer is essential. Don't know if Wednesday and Women's Day is essential, but prayer is essential. Sometimes we've been doing stuff so long for so many years that we have not delineated between what is essential and a want. Let me see if I can make it plain. Can I, can I, can I really preach this and make it plain? Uh, We 
been drinking sweet tea for so long. Some of us think it's essential. Water is essential. You can, can I preach this? Let me, let me roll down your alley. You, you don't need Starbucks. Can I preach this? You, you don't need cappuccino. You don't need boba tea. You don't need Coke. God knows you don't need rum and Coke. You don't need but you need water. We've been doing it for so long. We become a house of prayer when we embrace it as essential. You go three days without water, be in the hospital. You can go without food. You can go without sugar, but you can't go without water. And if we treat prayer like water, if we treat prayer like oxygen, maybe not just embracing it as essential. Can I preach on preaching? We become a house of prayer when everyone is engaged. You don't need a Ph.D. from North Carolina State University to pray. You don't need an MBA from Norfolk State University to pray. You don't need a degree from North Carolina Central, North Carolina A&T, Howard, or Hampton to be a person of prayer. It requires a willingness to be engaged. Can I preach this? And the more of us who are engaged, the more we become a house of prayer. Ain't no good excuse for us not to pray. No good excuse for us not to seek God. No good excuse for us not to intercede. If I'm not a person of prayer, maybe it's my pride. Maybe it's my ego. Maybe it's my lack of care, concern, and love for my brother and sister in Christ. But ain't no good excuse for us not to be engaged in prayer. Sometimes we have delegated prayer to the prayer ministry. We've delegated prayer to the pastor. We've delegated prayer to the deacons or the tribal leaders, or we've delegated prayer to mama or daddy, but everybody can pray. I wish I had some help. It's amazing to me what young people can do in this technological age. Kids two and three years old know how to grab a tablet, can find any and everything. Come on, talk to me. If we expose, if we expose them to it, they can do it. If we make it a priority, they'll engage it. Y'all ain't talking to me. Kids can order off of Amazon, 18 months of age. Y'all ain't talking to me in here can't talk, don't know Sesame Street, don't know Big Bird, but my God, they know Amazon Prime. 
can order what they want, order Uber Eats, y'all ain't talking to me. And if you can order Uber Eats, y'all ain't, can I preach this? You can call on the name of God. We, everybody got to be engaged. Can I preach this? I was watching a game Friday night in Memphis, Tennessee. The Grizzlies played the Clippers. Grizzlies were down 20 points. But Brother Richard, the more the crowd got engaged, the better they played. The crowd was sitting there, disengaged, apathetic. The Grizzlies were just there. But the more the fans got engaged, the better they started to play. The more they were cheering and yelling and screaming, Go, Jai. Go. Come on, talk to me. They, the more they got engaged and the better they did. I don't think it's an accident that the more, the merrier. The more, the better. Can I preach this? Sometimes we have yet to rise because we ain't engaged. We, we are indifferent. We are inconsistent with prayer. We, we do it when there's an emergency. Maybe... If I treat it, come on, talk to me, like essential and I were engaged, I could see more in my life. Become a house of prayer when it's embraced as essential. Become a house of prayer when everyone is engaged. We become a house of prayer when we experience the evidence. There's evidence that prayer has power. There's evidence that God sits high and looks low. There's evidence that God hears and responds because God loves you. There's evidence, I wish I could remind somebody and recall all that God has done over your life. Some of us, can I preach this, have forgotten stuff that God has done in response to prayer. 20 years, I dare you go back 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10, 5 years ago, in the hospital, but somebody prayed for you, thought you were losing your mind, but people prayed for you and you prayed for yourself. I dare you to look around the sanctuary right now. You see the evidence of the power of prayer in the life of Watch Chapel, in your life, in the life of your family. Somebody knows that God still has power. God can still untie knots. God can still heal bodies. God can still make ways. God can still turn circumstances around. God can still order your steps. God can still architect and engineer where he wants you to be, how he wants you to be. God is still able. Can I preach this? Don't let the devil rob you of your testimony. Don't let the enemy rob you of your story. Don't let the enemy discourage you to the point where you don't believe God loves you. I dare you to pray so you can experience the evidence. 
Is anybody evidence on this Sunday morning? Is anybody a living, breathing example of the evidence that God answers prayer? God still does the miraculous. God heals. God makes ways. God can turn bad to your good. God can make your enemies behave. God can make a miracle out of a mess. God can turn it around. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. I dare you to experience the evidence. I'm done. I'm done. Stand to your feet. Y'all, for those of y'all who subscribe to my insights, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to show you in advance. I'm going to show my hand. You're going to get one this week that says, trust God's no as much as you trust God's yes. And I'm going to be the first to say, God is mysterious. There's some things we ain't going to understand until we get to heaven. I wish I could tell you. I, but let me, help, let me help you. If we could explain everything that God did, we wouldn't be, we'd be God. There's a part of God's nature that is mysterious. I wish I understood why God did and allowed and didn't do. I wish, but I don't. But I've been walking with them long enough to know that I trust his no as much as I trust his yes. And I trust his weight as much as I trust his no and his yes. It's frustrating. Come on, I'm talking to some real folk now. You wonder what the heck is going on. Why me? Why not me? When is my turn? When is my breakthrough? But in the midst of it, let me help somebody. God is working all things together for our good. I wouldn't be able to preach this sermon had I not gone through some no's. There's some people who are going to be blessed because of what I preached. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're going through. There's some stuff you can say to people with authenticity and integrity because of the no's, the weights. You can minister with compassion and love not judgment, not condescension, not being big brother know-it-all, but you can minister with compassion. And God can use you in a greater way through your tears. Somebody, my sister, my brother, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. You're here this morning. 
Today's the day for you to unite with Watch Chapel. Today's the day for you to accept Christ as your Savior and your Lord. I'm talking to you, my sister, my brother. I want you to walk forward, give your life to Christ, accept Jesus as your Savior. I want you to unite with Watch Chapel today. Wherever you are, whatever your circumstance, whatever your situation, the Lord loves you. There's room for you at the cross. There's room for you in the life of Watch Chapel. My sister, my brother, come forward wherever you are now. My sister, my brother, come on down. We want you here in the life of Watch Chapel. We want you to accept Christ. We want you as a member of this branch of Zion, Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. If I'm talking to you, my sister, my brother, come on down. Walk down now. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper as our deacons come forward. We do so reverently. We do so obediently. Bow with me at a word of prayer as we prepare to distribute the elements. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this opportunity to partake of this holy meal as a sanctified memorial. We remember what you did for us on the cross of Calvary. We remember what you did on that Monday, Thursday. But most importantly, we remember what you did on Resurrection Sunday. We partake of this holy meal in a reverent, holy manner. We confess our sins to you. Forgive us of our sins, creating us clean hearts, renewing us right spirits. Make us who you want us to be. In Jesus' name, the people of God said amen, amen, amen.
every baptized believer receive the elements of soul. If not, raise your hand so we might serve you. Any baptized believers who have not received the elements, so please raise your hand so we might serve you. On the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, broke it, blessed it to this body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me, and we do likewise. Same way after the supper, he took the cup, said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And we do likewise. Church said amen. 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 Watch out, but we look forward to seeing you on Friday, on Wednesday, for Word on Wednesday, Awana, Monday, Thursday, for our worship celebration, Good Friday, Baptist Grove Church, 12 noon, and on Resurrection Sunday morning, next Sunday, the greatest day in human history. Amen. Please follow the direction of our ushers with the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Rest, rule, and abide till we meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 amen.